Welcome back to the Nurse Star podcast. I have a, a bit of an impromptu episode for you guys. So we'll see when I release this because I have a lot of incredible guests lined up actually for <laughs> that I've already recorded with that I have coming up. This fall is a busy, like latter half of September through November, a busy guest season on the show, which is cool. There's been in the summer months, which were slower, it was harder to connect with people. There was definitely a lot of solo episodes. Um, and yeah, so we're coming into a season of many guests, which I think is incredibly exciting. I know you guys will be, yeah, they're, they're, they're varied and diverse. And I think you'll find, no, I'm quite sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't select these people willy nilly. Actually for a while, I did have like quite a few PR people reaching out to me, pitching guests for the show, but you know, I actually stopped, um, with love responding or even entertaining those pitches because I just found that there wasn't like I needed to be really connected and inspired by the guests and it would be felt through the show and so now really I, I truly believe that even though I do actually quite think that many of the guests that will come up they'll touch in on different niches and topics and all that stuff but I think you will really connect with them but anyway that's not really the point at all of this episode what I just was prefacing that with is here we have a solo impromptu episode and yeah maybe it will be on its own week or maybe I'll add it in on another week as a bit of a bonus app so let's see I was just spending a few hours journaling which I mean maybe it was just one hour but either way it sounds perhaps like a long time but I found that once I really get started journaling, particularly when there's really something on my mind or a feeling in my body, which if you ask me is an unconscious thought in my mind, right? That feeling, I, I started writing by saying I have a pit in my stomach and I knew it was time to move it out. Funnily enough, the catalyst wasn't my <laughs> great self-development habits. It was actually... I made a coffee and was like, oh, I really want to enjoy my coffee before working out. <laughs> so actually it was my coffee that got me to journal because I'm like, well, I don't want to, I mean, I could, I think it's beautiful actually to just sit there, be present and have your coffee. But literally my notebook was right beside the coffee. So that is one thing to say, I guess, if you do want to get into a practice of really anything, but let's just use the example of journaling, like have your journal out on your table because we're just so likely, right, to pick up, like had my cell phone been on this table or a magazine or, um, I mean, do people buy magazines anymore? I don't know. I was thinking about myself in high school, but, you know, had those things been on the table, like maybe that's what I would have grabbed rather than my journal. So obviously, whether you're trying to incorporate a new workout routine or maybe eat a little bit more nourishing, you know, having the right things around you will certainly be a benefit, which is what I experienced today and so so yeah I pull out my journal I said like writing okay I have this pit in my stomach and really what it was I okay I'm like I was thinking like how much do I want to share but why don't I just do my best to just go for it I'm always a little bit hesitant because honestly obvious like okay situations we begin by feeling triggered by someone else right and when we move through it, yes, sure, people, of course, people can be unkind or people cannot treat us right or, um, 
you know, things can happen for sure, obviously, in the external world. However, at least what I experience is that a lot of the time, again, not to put everything on myself, but a lot of the time when I do start to move through things, I'm like, okay, here's what this brought up. So yeah, sure, maybe this person instigated this feeling within me. However, that feeling was already there. And in my case, in in probably cases that you've experienced, it's actually a recurring feeling and usually it's from childhood. And so, yeah, I was feeling sad I guess is what it comes down to at first again like things present in layers so at first yesterday I was feeling anxious which became irritated which also kind of and then the anxiety kind of twisted into it and it was this like terrible feeling of anxiety and irritation and but really beneath that was a sort of sadness and I just yeah, I was just missing, you know, spending. So basically when I, when my boyfriend and I don't live together, we actually don't really see each other more than once a week, just because our schedules are really mud. Um, And I don't mean like, oh, we're both working like so many hours. It's just that they don't really align all that well, because I am a morning person and he is a Sorry, I had to pause that to cough. Um, I'm a morning person. And so that means that even though I create my own schedule, I have my own business, et cetera, it's like, I still do my work in the morning and I'm not really willing to, let's say, not perform my best or do my best or just feel my best, right? Because my boyfriend has an evening schedule and that's what works best for him. I think what I think is healthy is like, you need to do what's best for you. And then you just find ways to work it out. So, so yeah, his schedule isn't actually mutable. He is not in control of it yet. And, but anyway, so yeah, so I was just feeling this kind of way because yeah, we're, we're not living together. When we live together, obviously it's super different, especially if I'm working at home, there's all those moments in between. There's like the five minutes there, the 10 minutes there, the 30 minutes there. And you just, spend time with the person you live with whether it's a roommate or um, a romantic partner and so yeah naturally it's just you have to plan more when you're living apart and also just very often you actually just spend less time together right because there aren't those little moments that add up and so that all to say that yeah so we see each other about once a week now especially also because like when I when if I'm I usually am living in one particular area and he'll go to his families and for anyone who doesn't know my story and like my life like we have been living in Airbnbs for a while and sometimes things don't add up to um be, like basically we'll move in again for six months together and like we we always try to you know find space together that's good that's uh, a great size a great place for the both of us but sometimes things don't add up and there isn't the right listing and so for example this month I found an incredibly cute place. Um, however, it was just very small and there wouldn't be space for us <laughs> together both here and just to be happy because it's it's really small. It's great for one person, but yeah, it wouldn't re- really wouldn't suit two people. And so in those in-between times, he generally just goes and stays with his family. And so that's sort of why that is not not that you asked, but uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's that's pretty much why these situations happen. But I think it's great too, because you do get to spend more time with yourself again, but yeah, 
you know, yeah, it can bring up those feelings of loneliness. And I know quite a few of you, interestingly, which maybe it's not a coincidence, um, but a lot of you listening are also expats. So you get that when you're in a country where you don't speak the dominant language or here actually uh, currently in Finland, I actually don't speak the dominant or the secondary language. So I don't speak Finnish. I don't speak Swedish. Obviously they speak or a lot of people speak English, but still it's like that you're, I don't want to say you're a second class citizen, but sometimes it can feel that way because let's say a very clear example is like, I say, I want to go to a yoga class. It's like, I have to filter out. I have to find the ones that are in English, which again, I think it's amazing. You know, countries should cater to like their language. Like I totally believe in that, but I'm just saying it makes it harder Obviously, when you're trying to find something, you're like, oh, wait, I can actually only attend out of this selection like 20%. And then maybe this one doesn't fit my schedule. And like things are just harder overall. And then naturally as well, when you go out, it's it's that feeling of like there is a bit of a barrier. And I always get this feeling when I'm back in English speaking or predominantly English speaking or um, even French speaking, even though I'm not 100% fluent in French like I still get a little bit embarrassed and I'm a little bit slower however I can read everything I can understand pretty much everything um and so especially in English speaking obviously my native tongue when I go to you know North America or I'm in the UK I just feel like there the world is more opened up and it's like there's no veil no barrier whatsoever between me and other people and that feels really good because you know you can just open your mouth start talking and there's no question that the other person will understand you and that's a really beautiful feeling that really makes you feel at home and it oh my gosh it makes me feel like I'm gonna cry because yeah I guess it's something that I just um I actually am tearing up because I guess it is something that I just don't really articulate so often that yeah it can be hard just feeling like a bit of an outsider and not to speak ill let's say of this country but it is not the easiest country I think I've talked about this on the podcast in the sense that yeah people are actually very um I would say for the most part very friendly like people will smile at you if they make eye contact which is not let's say not so often because this is kind of like a more very shy like introverted kind of country but they are like friendly, like they're, they're countries that I won't name, but I've gone to love them for other reasons. But like the people are like, it seems to me like for the most part grumpy. And so that is not the case here, which bless, thank God. Um, But yeah, just the fact we're very introverted and I, I, I actually think it's introverted and shy. Those are not the same things, but I have felt like there's a great element of shyness here too, which I have a lot of empathy for and I really grew up extremely shy so it's not like I I judge any of it it just my point is that it just makes it a little bit harder to meet people and there's a few ladies here that thankfully I've met and connect with and that's great um yeah it's just different it's just different than being somewhere where you feel fully at home I guess and you know things get better over time but anyway this is becoming a tangent that I didn't really mean to go down at all because it's honestly not even that interesting I don't think um so let's just move on so you get it this is where I was coming from (laughs) um so sort of from this like lonely place and what happens is when uh, it's almost like the people who are in your direct line of like who are in who you have kind of become like the target right so in my case it's like 
my boyfriend. Um, and I, if I'm feeling a sort of way, it's kind of like he becomes the recipient of that, unfortunately, right? Unless I really take care to tuck in and tune in and see like, what do I really need? And maybe is this not all his fault, right? Just because your mind or my mind at least goes to these places being like, oh, I'm not getting enough prioritization. I sh- I deserve to be, you know, one of the top priorities, like, no, 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 no. And it's like, my mind goes to places. I do have a Leo son, so... <laughs> I do have a fiery side to me that probably most people don't necessarily see. I, I don't know if you're into astrology, but my rising is Scorpio, which is what your rising sign is like what people actually tend to perceive more than anything else. And I get that. I actually can totally see that because I am kind of intense and spiritual and blah, blah, blah and whatever. So anyway. Yeah. So I have this part of me that just gets irritated. Like I was saying yesterday, I got, I was just irritated and I just felt, yeah. Like, you know, when we get into these mindsets, it's almost like we are trying to ignore reality to feed our own narrative. And that's one of the things I always come back to, whether it's in therapy or while journaling um, or talking to my coach, it's like, I noticed that yeah, there's almost like a part of me that wants to just be right, even though being right in this circumstance would actually be really painful and very sad. So just to be, I guess, very transparent, like some of the things that I would find like my negative voice telling myself is, oh, he doesn't care about me. How could he, he must not really love me. He says he does, but how could he really, if like, no, 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 you know, and it just goes off and it's super negative. Um, And once actually, this is getting very sherry, but whatever let's be honest um there was a time when because I'm still working on this you know not being reactive and actually saying this to him so there was a time when I really wasn't good and I would just sort of say these things even if it didn't come from, from like I wouldn't ever come from like a you did but I'd be like I feel this and maybe you don't intend this, but I feel this and I would still be so emotional about it. Um, emotions are great, but like direct them, like, don't like, you know, just like maybe process them, you know, a little bit, Mackenzie, like, well, I'm just speaking to myself here. And so he said to me, and I will always remember it. He said, I feel like you think the worst of me. Like, why do you always think the worst of me? And that really hit me because it's not that I think the worst of him. It's more that my fear and that some people call it like the little bitch in your head <laughs> like basically like the little devil on your shoulder it it does start finger pointing but it comes from a place of fear and sadness as I said like which is I feel beneath that and you sort of just get clouded by these negative stories and um yeah that that but that hit me because it really did ground me and so I was journaling and, and moving through this and I was like just saying to myself, like, I actually always feel if you're journaling, or if you're talking this out with someone, like, it is really helpful, actually, to just state your initial thoughts, because they're inside of you. So let them out, give them space to breathe, and then go into like, let's say your higher self headspace, and or allow that part of you to really come out and share its wisdom, because I let it all out, all my fears, anxieties, pains, etc., And then I went to, what if it was actually the best case scenario? What if the funny thing is the best case scenario is the actual truth? What if we're doing the best we can? 
what if like in my case he is working six days a week he's trying to see his family he's trying to see his um he has different brackets of family whatever and he's trying to see me on the one day off which is literally all true (laughs) it's it's literally all true and I hope he doesn't listen to this because this is really sharing whatever you know I, I think it's just helpful when people share details um, I love you if you're listening, <laughs> but, um, you know, I just, it's really healthy to come back to that headspace of remembering reality. And that's not to say again, like, look, sometimes you're not being treated well by people. Sometimes people aren't doing the best that they can. And if that's in a relationship, like, yeah, bring it up, like talk about it. Because I mean, we do that. We, we do that all the time with, with certain things. And I, I I feel I've already shared enough. I don't need to go into details of things that we really are, let's say working on to improve the relationship or to deepen the relationship, at least not, I won't share about it now. Um, and so there are legitimate times, right. Where like maybe some, one of you needs to, um, yeah, maybe in like, maybe it's not that case. Maybe it's you're with someone or even a friend and you, you know, like so-and-so has like tons of free time and like, they're not making space for you. Maybe they're taking you for granted. And, you know, it could be that maybe this person is going through um, a bit of a mental health dip. They might be going through a depressive period. They might be taking you for granted, like, or maybe it's not meant to be, right? Because also forcing someone to hang out with you is not... A good energy it's not a pleasant energy you feel terrible and there's probably again a reason for it whether again that's their own internal stuff or whether you're not jiving or again maybe that person is just unconscious and they're taking you for granted and they don't realize anyway so my point with that is just like obviously there are times when there are things that need to change you do need to address them and you your feelings might just be so freaking valid your feelings are always valid because they'll always teach you things but like there might be times when you really do deserve not it's not the right word because you always deserve to express them but there are times when like you're just I don't know how else to say it other than you're just so right in how you're feeling okay um and then there are other times where our inner child is feeling hurt and that's the other part of what I'll speak to in a moment um and it's not necessarily about what's happening in the external world and or you might you might need to give yourself more right okay so I'll get into that in a moment but um so yeah it's really like you I will I'm like all over the place because I have so much I want to say but (laughs) basically um either way regardless if it's an external thing that needs to change or an internal shift that you need to work on I do think it's extremely valuable to actually share this if it is concerning another person again not from the reactive space like I feel this way because you did no no like no you can just be like um I actually do this all the time especially when I'm like very processed which I feel I am now like once I've really moved through something like I probably will tell my boyfriend this weekend like um oh yeah like by the way I was feeling this way again and actually moved through it and I realized you know x y and z and I just thought I should tell you and you know it's not about making somebody feel bad or anything it's just about deepening your own bond and like helping them 
understand the way that your mind works, right? The way your heart works. And because the other thing is when you do that, you also give that person the opportunity to help you, right? Because it's if, if it's a friend or a partner and you're working on shifting, on doing your own internal work, you also deserve support, right? So there are things that I've said pretty point blank to my boyfriend. Like I would really benefit if you showed up in this way, or if you said these things, or if you blah, blah, blah. And the most beautiful thing that I've ever seen is, is a follow through. <laughs> like when your partner or again, a friend, it doesn't have to be a partner. I just think it's a very clear example, but when they, when you say something means something to you, and then you see them act accordingly, not because they need to do everything you say, but because they love you and they want to support you. Like to me, that's like the most beautiful thing ever. It's like, it's like such a, an act of, of, of love. Like I heard you and now I am showing up in a way to better support you because I want to do that. Like, it's so beautiful. So anyway, okay. So the other things that came up for me when I was moving through this is, okay, the realities of situation are such as they are and, and all those negative thoughts aren't true and they can just go like, like, I, I hear them, but like, they're not the truth. The other thing is like looking into like, okay, but like, why did I have these thoughts come up? Right. And like, so basically the deeper work. So, you know, like, why are, why are you getting triggered by this situation? Especially if it's a reoccurring one, which it is often for me, like I was saying with that loneliness, and it's not just the fact that, yeah, I'm an expat and I don't speak the language, etc. which I went off about, but it's also because if I look at my my wounded, my my younger self, like there's a lot there in this whole vicinity, this whole conversation. There's there was just a lot of that that was present for me when I was a kid of, you know, not feeling like I got all the attention that I wanted and needed. And not feeling like I was prioritized by friends or by family members or whatever and just people in my life and it was like I feel like it was when I think back to like my more adolescent self and actually even in preschool I I have like memories it's it's interesting because it's not as if people did not I don't think want to be there for me like I'm speaking I'm thinking of like my friends and stuff like that it was almost like a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense that I had this narrative and it's such a sad narrative um but again it always comes from somewhere and so do the inner work and you know notice where that comes from so that you can begin to again move through this stuff but I always had this narrative that not even just being a burden though that was for sure one of them but it was big not bigger than that at all it's just a different um narrative it was this narrative that I was kind of a bore and people like would do better if I were either a not there or if they could be with someone who was more interesting And I guess it does all come back to that burden thing. Like they would do better had they not had to deal with this burden. That was me. 
that is a very sad, as you can tell, that is a very sad narrative to have about yourself. But man, that is the one that moved through me for all of high school for sure. And um and like I said, like all the way down to preschool. Cause I remember I remember all like so many cases of either not speaking my voice or not um fully engaging in activities with friends because I felt like well like they would probably have more fun if like I wasn't here so like I'm just gonna kind of shut up and just be here like almost just let me like shrink and like take up no space and then even more because again when you're a kid I have like kind of like bodily memories of that in the sense that I could remember feeling certain ways uh that aren't maybe the most logical but those were feelings I had but then in high school I remember also it was more recent obviously than when I was five or four or whatever but when I was in high school I fully remember full thoughts like um and you know back then it's not like I was challenging my thoughts I just believed them all to be true so I remember full thoughts like and actually there was two specific cases one one when I was in grade five one when I was in grade 10 and I in both cases I was maybe also again in grade 11 So it was like girls that I would be very close with, then they would become friends with another girl. And because I had it in my mind that this other girl that they were becoming friends with must just be so much cooler, so much more interesting, so much whatever, so much better in all these, in basically every possible way than me. I would, I felt like it was my duty to step aside, to basically exit the friendship because that was most obviously what this other, what my friend wanted, right? Like why else would she become friends with this other person? And in my mind, quote unquote, replace me, right? It's so sad. Like it's, it's incredibly sad. It's still a wound that I work on. I I feel like I've recently told a friend like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still, I still have a bit of like a fear almost of like group situations. And though blessed, like now it's not, it's not like I have one thought in my mind, like it's that woman doing that. And no, it's like fully me being insecure, right? My inner child being wounded, feeling like I'm not good enough. Like I'm subservient to literally everybody around me. And like, I'm just a waste of space. But yeah, that was how I really, really operated. I mean, especially in high school, in middle school, like it's wild when I just think like how much I let that rule my, my social situations. I just, yeah, I let a lot of, um, or I exited, I did like a sort of bow out of a few friendships purely because of that. And in retrospect, it's not like I'm missing out on, let's say, friends that I would be friends with today, because I know those beautiful humans. And we have actually just, we've pretty much grown apart. Like, I don't really think I would put a lot of energy into those friendships now, even just knowing all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, I probably caused myself unnecessary pain when I was younger by having that thought run through me and believing that thought. And so to bring it back to now, it's like, I notice sometimes, and it's such an unhealthy part of me, but there's a part of me that goes like, oh my God, anytime I, I, 
I have this like guttural thing where I'm like, oh my God, I'm in competition with that person for someone's attention. And I just feel like my instinct is to feel like crap and to feel like, oh, of course they would choose so-and-so over me. Like, obviously I don't like you, you don't deserve like the utmost attention or prioritization. And the funny thing is like, when I mentioned that anger and irritation, there's an another part of me that let's say it's not it's not my highest self but it's like a part of me that's grown a little bit past that and sees that that's all kind of bullshit and and then just like gets angry at that right and goes irritated and it's like this still again not fully evolved part of me that goes like that's ridiculous you deserve to be prioritized and it's right it's like the the rebound effect from that place and so obviously, obviously, this is still such a work in progress um, because I do just move through all of this. Now it's just the difference is now I can do it in like this conscious place. And I think that this is what really what healing is all about. It's not to say that you're never going to be triggered or have these feelings around certain things, especially again, if they're like wounds that you've had since you were a kid, like a little kid. Um, but it's really about becoming aware of the emotions the feelings, the thoughts that are moving through you, spending time with them, right? Not pushing them away. Like bless. Thank God. I had my journal out on my table today next to my coffee. Like, wow, I am so lucky (laughs) that probably it was a fluke and I didn't put it back in my purse the other day. So thank God, because I gifted myself this opportunity to tuck in to my thoughts and to my feelings and to see oh wow this isn't even really about the present I'm like this is actually really about the past and wow like he my boyfriend deserves so much grace right now because it's not like he has plenty of days free and he's just choosing not to see me he's literally working six out of seven days and then in the one free day he's trying to see me and his family and isn't that beautiful don't you want to be with someone who wants to also really make space for his family and wouldn't actually you feel a little bit weird if he never wanted to see his family wouldn't you think I don't think I want to be with this person because they don't value their family like holy hell I'm so glad actually that he makes space for them and for me like wow I'm lucky So it's really, it's not about squashing your feelings, but it is about bringing them closer to really almost like take a microscope to them to really examine them and to see what's real, right? Like what is present in this present day? What is from the past that you can work on healing? And also like, what could you bring in now and in the future in order to nourish yourself right so part of healing the past is also making changes in the present that will affect your future so one other thing the last thing that I will say is that every time that I go through this kind of thing where again I I originally direct all my pain and whatever and it's usually unfortunately on my boyfriend because he is the closest person to me at least you know at this in this moment in time I'm not really living near any of my siblings or anything and um what happens when I move through that is usually what I realize, again, probably due to being this expat in this in this situation, then is that I need to I need to nourish my relationships, my other relationships, right? And this is like almost like relationship 101. Like you cannot put everything onto one person or like shoot, you are going to be not only disappointed, your life is gonna well 
this is all part and parcel. Your life is not going to be full. You're going to be, yeah, you're bound to have more issues with that person because they're not meeting everything. And oh my God, imagine that pressure, putting that all on one person. And so what I did today is not only did I consciously reach out to a few ladies, I reached out to a few podcast guests that I would love to talk more about this stuff with. I also like, I hope, yeah, just like we'll get more uh, people on the show sharing their own stories and their expertise, et cetera, on this, on these topics. But also I considered what else makes me feel so nourished, right? Because it's not just, although connection is a huge thing, but sometimes it's also about, again, deepening that connection with yourself. And so for me, I don't know, I guess it's just a part of my soul's blueprint. There is something with me and the country, La Belle France, it feeds me. I don't know. I, I, It's just a mystical attraction. I mean, obviously there's so much of the culture that I just adore, whatever. I've already spoken to that on the show. But um, I looked into one, booking a trip over there for a week or so and then I was like oh I don't even know if I need to go that far and even though because the thing is I mean I think a lot some of you will know that I already spend quite a bit of time in the beginning half of the year pretty much every year there and so I actually kind of don't necessarily need to go there this fall when I know I'll be there January February March blah blah next year um so I still might we'll see But the other thing is just putting myself into the culture from where I am, right? Because I also want to make this not like I also share this because I want it to be applicable for you as well. And I know that first of all, not everyone's living in Europe where it's easy to just go to another country for like a $50 flight. I know because as you could tell by my voice, I'm Canadian and I know, (laughs) I know, I know, I know. But man, flights cost thousands when you're from North America. I mean, maybe you're lucky and you'll get something for 900, but it's just different. And so that sort of, um, that sort of means of helping yourself isn't quite available. I mean, obviously if you're in North America, if you're in Toronto, like where I'm from, you can go to Montreal, you'll get a different taste, a different flavor. You can go to BC, although that's already quite far. Um, and also just flying within Canada is just expensive in general. Uh, so if you're in the States, I mean, my American listeners, you guys can let me know, but I've heard it's cheaper to fly within the US. So you have that actually probably available to you in your own way. Um, but anyway, my point is that you don't need to just go somewhere because also maybe logistically you cannot because maybe you have a job that doesn't allow you to do that. So I want to share from like maybe a more accessible place as well that if you don't have the freedom or the the budget to just go somewhere you can put yourself in that headspace by consuming by like very specifically consuming certain things that will put you there right so whether that's a novel that is set there which is like kind of one of my favorite things because there's just something about a novel it's so immersive like you can immerse yourself by movies and tv shows which i also love but there's something about a book. I mean, if you're not a reader, maybe you disagree, but I feel it just because it's so you have to focus on it. You are just transported. And of course you have to connect with the book. It has to be a good book that like, according to you, you have to love it. Um, And if you're bored by it, it probably won't do that. Um, 
but once you find a book, so for any of my other Francophones, they're um, Peter Mail. He's an English author. He, like, oh my gosh, he, he if you're looking for a book set, set in France, specifically in the south of France, he, like, all of his books, I think he set all of his books there. Um, so th- that's, that's a recommendation I have for you. I mean, I've read mo- literally actually every single book I've, I've read in the past while is either set in France, Switzerland, or, um, the UK, but I would say that most of them are set in France. So <laughs> I won't go off because it's not necessarily what this episode is about, but for anyone who has questions, I have a book list for you. Um, because that just really does it for me the other things that obviously really help were just other forms of art so whether that's listening to music that reminds you of a certain place it might not even be from that specific country but maybe it's a song you listened to while you were there um that can really teleport you in your mind there maybe it's learning about that culture so like one thing that I know for myself and like I'll do it actually randomly in spurts now still is as I said I'm not fluent in front and French I wouldn't say or I don't know I I'm honestly not even sure if I am because I guess I'm just I get a a little bit nervous and so I kind of I think I actually stop myself a little bit but anyway I guess my confidence isn't there which which matters obviously because confidence affects like performance and so because I let's just say I'm not where I would like to be with respect to my ability to speak French I still like really overthink it and all that it's like I'll take classes here and there and it's something I have on my list. It's like one of my drivers actually in my business to get to a certain place of abundance. So a certain place of wealth and savings that I can actually really immerse and do um, you know, a few times a week with a French tutor to really ameliorate my skills so that when I go back what I consider my soul home to France. I just feel even more deeply immersed than I probably ever felt before. And that is saying a lot because I really feel it when I'm there. I love being there. I could I could actually just create a whole other podcast on my absolute adoration of that country and its culture and just what it does to my soul. Just even just thinking about it is lighting me up. And that is my point. That is my point, right? With all of this stuff, you don't even need to do that. You don't even need to immerse yourself in any media. Literally just sit with yourself exactly as I'm doing right now. You could stare at your wall, which is what I'm doing now. I mean, I have some artwork there as well, but mostly I'm looking at my wall and just imagining the country that feeds my soul. And maybe it's not a country for you or a place you want to go, but maybe it is, you know, maybe maybe it's less um, specific in that way. Like maybe you feel really good when you're at museums or art galleries in general and you don't have a lot of access to that right now. So maybe you can put yourself there again, either through media or through imagination, vis- vis- visualization, meditation, I love creating those. I have actually don't know how many I still have left public, but you can always check on my website. It's under the meditation category. Uh, Also, I'm open to taking suggestions. These days, I feel I create most of my visualizations specifically for my clients. And so obviously those are private. Um, But yeah, you guys can let me know if there's some that you want made available to the public that I can create. I'm happy to do that when the time is available to me 
it's something that, again, just because imagination is so nourishing, I love to do for you guys. So yeah, wow. So I'm not even going to go over everything again and do a little bit of a summary because I kind of feel in some ways I've been doing that throughout this episode. Also, I intended to speak and have this be like a 15, 20 minute episode. And of course, I'm quite sure it's been about 45 minutes, (laughs) but wow, I feel good. I feel like I really wanted to, whenever I have these sorts of full conclusions like full circle moments is what I'm trying to say I know I need to record a solo podcast for you guys I used to really try to get this all out through blogging but sometimes there's just so much and holy hell this would be a very long blog so I also like as a consumer actually myself and more of a podcast listener these days than a blog reader even though I love to read fiction and all that stuff so we're flowing with the times so the last thing I want to share <laughs> said it was done, but um, the other like big takeaway that I really got from this is that as much as I talk about resting and nourishing yourself, I still, the reason I talk about it so much is because I still really struggle to follow through with these kinds of things. Like I will take myself in my mind to imaginary places and feel really good about that. But, you know, when I like, am I in a busy week or in a hard season of life for whatever reason, I just dream of those peaceful Saturday mornings where I'm just slow, having my coffee, taking a walk by the water. Maybe if it's a Friday, like this Friday today, I have the entire day for brainstorming for my business, for beginning to create new offerings. I have the entire day to just be in my creativity. And so basically this is a dream day and you have that available to you, whatever that looks like on your weekend, right? Maybe it's not a Friday, but maybe it's your Saturday or Sunday. And I just noticed that for myself, I have this extraordinarily dreamy mind, but then when it comes to that day, there is again, a little bit of a a mean voice in my mind that goes, why aren't you doing this? Like, why aren't you moving this fast? It's actually a bit of a struggle to move past that voice that keeps telling me to hurry the hell up. It's annoying. (laughs) And I'm sharing this because maybe you have intentions to move more slowly, to allow yourself the grace of sleeping in, if that's what you like to do. Or I'm not that much of a sleep-in person. I actually don't really love it at all. I really love early mornings, but I like to move slowly in my mornings, like I just said. And I struggle to give myself that grace to do so, to, as I feel so called to do today, it's a beautiful sunny day out. I feel really called to take a walk, a walk, a walk along the water and whether I'm connected into media, what I actually feel more called to is just to take a peaceful walk along the water without media and allow that more as a non-active form of brainstorming because I will go to a cafe eventually and yeah, actively brainstorm. And actually I'm going to do some somatic trainings because I've, um, I'm taking a somatic uh, training certificate program right now to deepen those skills for my clients so that we can process a little bit more through the body even though I've already begun doing that for a while with clients, but I just want to go deeper. So anyway, I, I will actively go learn, educate, brainstorm, 
but I also feel really called to do it in the softer, more feminine way of just taking a nice walk, having no expectations, but allowing whatever rises to rise. And yeah, I just, I share this with you again, because we really have to allow ourselves. It's not like we're, it's not like we have these days every day. We have to allow ourselves when we have the time to really be present with our desires and to follow through with our heart's wishes, our soul's wishes. And, you know, sometimes when you're not actually in that day, you're like, yeah, duh, I have Sunday off. I'm going to just enjoy. But if you're an anxious prone, if you're an overachiever, if you're, if you identify with any of those kinds of things, you might resonate with what I'm saying in that there is a little bit of a voice in the back of your mind that's like, okay, well, you should still get this done by this time. And like, maybe you should go do this. And it's almost like a drill surgeon. Is that how you say it? Like a military, like a a sergeant, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's, yeah, it's a surgeon (laughs) in your mind, um, just conducting you to do all these things. And it's almost like turning your pleasures into like, almost like these like hard to do's and it just totally takes you out of the energy that you so long to be in while you were already working the past week it's like this no this is your day to luxuriate in your being whatever that looks like and you really deserve that so what I would say is because again like it's not always easy like I noticed it today because I've been up now for three hours and prior to recording this podcast I was like okay, what the heck? It's been, I've been up for two hours. Like, how is this even possible that I've only done this or that or the other? Like, usually I've already worked out by now. I've already, whatever. I've already done all these things. And then I was like, whoa, I just heard that thought. Like, because again, like, I think the pain is so often we're not conscious of our mind. And we've already talked about this in this episode, but when we can become conscious, we can just be like, yeah, like mind, like (laughs) relax it's literally not even nine o'clock in the morning yet (laughs) or whatever time of day it is for you. But like, even if it is 11 o'clock in the morning and you had a sleep in, it's like, this is your day. This is your time. You deserve it. So you might actually just need to, for a while, and this is what I'm doing, is actually just talking back to that voice, being like, hey, I hear you. I know you want to, maybe it's like actually an exciting thing. It's like, oh, I have so much I want to do today. Like, I should get out by that water while it's still super quiet in the morning, which I actually love, but it's also like, you can't do everything at once. So maybe just try to take it a little bit easier. Try to be a little bit softer. And when you hear that voice come up, just be like, I hear you, but I want to go slow. That's my advice. Honestly, hear it and just choose. Otherwise choose what feels good. So it's a work in progress, but I thought I would share that as a last tidbit because it was the last thing that came up for me in that, in this whole thing of like really giving yourself what feels good and feels nourishing so that you can fill up your cup and, um, yeah, not, not be so reliant on one part of your life, filling you up entirely, whether that be your relationship or, or whatnot. So my loves, this has been almost an hour If you're still listening, I'm sending you the biggest hug. I wish you the most beautiful day and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at Mac. Val Castro on Instagram. 
I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.